Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at LSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this week's episode, I spoke with Rita Keller, CPA Firm Management Consultant. Rita has been a respected voice in CPA firm management for more than 30 years. In her daily blog, Solutions for CPA Firm Leaders touches on everything from the talent shortage to increasing firm fees. Rita and I discussed how professionals can succeed in 2022, how firm leaders can create a cohesive culture amid remote work, and much more. Here's what Rita had to say about lessons the accounting profession learned in 2021. The biggest lesson they've learned is that they can work remotely. And I'm sure you've heard that over and over and you've, uh, it's just, it was so easy for them to flip the switch and they didn't, they wouldn't, if you'd have told them January 1st, 2020, that they had to be, everyone would be remote in 60 days. They would never have believed that, would never in a hundred years. And yet they did it so quickly, so efficiently and are still making it work. Are you still working remotely? Yes, I am working remotely. Yeah. So I think the biggest lesson that we've all learned is that you can change. And in my line of work in consulting with CPA firms, that's one of the biggest hurdles. You know, they're so comfortable, so conservative that they just dig their heels in. You know, we've, we're happy, it's going well for us. Uh, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? I think the why has been answered during this COVID crisis. I mean, you, you have to keep pace. You have to change. And I'm hoping that they continue to embrace change like they have for the last 18 months. And you bring up change, Rita, and that one of the most important things is, you know, that people can change, the profession can change, it can evolve, or what do you think are some of the uh, more obvious ways that things will be different for the profession in 2022? Well, I think the, probably the most obvious way will be the continuation of remote employees, uh, hybrid employees. How do we make that work? How do we manage all those different people I mean, that is still going to be a hurdle there for many practitioners. They think this is temporary, you know, and they'll have a few remote maybe. And I think in, in our profession, um, being face-to-face is important. I mean, that's how young people learn, you know, and, and sure you can do that with Zoom meetings and team meetings, but it's not like having that personal contact. So I, I think managing all of that and making it work and hopefully uh, enticing people to come back into the office, I think is gonna be a big challenge. And I think firm leaders have to have a plan, plan A and a plan B, you know, to to get through this next year or so or or longer with the new workforce. And um, I know I was interested uh, reading the top issues, you know, the uh, PCPS does the top issue survey every other year. And they just published the results of the last one. And so much of it was, you know, we, we need people almost, and they do it by firm size. You've read that, haven't you, Jessica? It's, it's very interesting to see how no matter what size firm, the issues are pretty much the same. You know, it's, it's dealing with all the change 
not only in taxation and in all these government programs, but also in how you get the work done, how that's going to change. So, and, and I think uh, the larger firms lead the way, you know, they, they have the capital to invest. Uh, I think the profession probably needs more software. I don't think all the software tools are there yet for them to manage remote employees effectively. So I think that's gonna be a big change and uh, training managers so that they can manage people. That's one of the biggest issues. That's kind of my soapbox issue. You've got to have more personal contact, whether you're remote or whether you're not. You have to uh, really entice people, bring, make them feel connected. And CPA managers are really good at managing the work, always have been, but they're not very good at managing people. It's sort of... Uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do type scenario. What ways do you think that managers who do are managing mostly remotely, um, what things can they do to ensure that they are keeping that um, connection with their employees? Well, you know, I think they can learn from other types of businesses. Um, I know a, a person, uh, a gentleman who worked in an office and decided he's one of these great resignation people, you know, I'm now's the time of changing jobs. And he worked for a uh, company that did uh, grading of standardized tests for, for education. Uh, they did it for state, state boards of education. They uh, were contracted to grade the tests and it was completely remote. And that person worked every day. They had set hours. They had a 15 minute break in the morning, a half hour for lunch, 15 minutes in the afternoon. They had a supervisor guiding them throughout the day. If they had a question, someone was there to answer it. At the end of the day, he got a report on how he, how he did that day. You know, you, beat, you ranked 90% uh, accomplishing the most uh, scoring, you know, you, you graded more tests than most people. You uh, maybe need to look at this or that, but every single day he got feedback on how he did. The accounting profession, we are not good at that. We are not, and we've changed a lot over the years. Uh, used to be that once a year annual formal performance evaluation. Now it is daily, even hourly, I want feedback. How am I doing? Can I do better? Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. And the accounting profession isn't, we don't allow our managers time to supervise. We expect managers to be chargeable. You know, we expect partners to be chargeable, uh, doing productive work that we can get paid for. And we don't allow managers time to manage other people. So changing that in the CPA profession, I think it needs to happen. I don't think it's gonna happen overnight, but they need to realize that managers need more time to manage other people. And it just goes back to that old uh, hurdle that I see, delegation. Most CPAs are very poor delegators. You know, I can do it faster, so I'll just do it myself. 
uh, Joe made a mistake, but I'll just fix it because it takes too much time to send it back to him. I'll just fix it and pass it along. So Joe never learns what he did right or wrong. So I think maybe you can relate to this in seeing the CPA profession, how we don't really monitor performance close enough. And I guess maybe that's the wrong term. We don't give feedback often enough. So it's, uh, that's a whole, that'd be a whole change in the way firms operate, actually allowing managers that time to really supervise other people. And I'm sure that businesses are figuring out new ways that they can make their uh, staff feel connected to each other while still working remote and doing, um, having a level of work flexibility that people are really interested in and care about. Mm -hmm. And, and I think people feel good if they know, well, I, you know, I did pretty good today. Well, maybe I can do a little bit better tomorrow. You know, breaking it down into smaller sound bites, I think, is a good thing. But it's just, again, it takes management skills and we need to invest in our managers and train them. I do think software will be developed. Like the company I was talking about, they had special software. They could see how many keystrokes you did in a day. You know, the CPA profession hasn't been that um, intuitive, I guess, in, in knowing are, are, are people working at home? Are they really working? Maybe we don't care what time they work, but are they producing what we think they should produce? Heard it discussed uh, many times that you really don't know what they are doing because the software that we have today doesn't give us all that information. And how will that feel you know you'll feel like you're being watched like you're working for the government or something you're being watched so closely that's not what our profession's all about either you know it's it's being a professional and uh, being treated as a professional and how is that gonna how do we pass that on to our young people coming into the profession when they really don't physically mix with other professionals I think it's a big challenge ahead. And when we're talking about other professionals, from the staff person's perspective, what do you think they need to do um, in 2022 to succeed? Well, my advice to young people is always ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Don't spin your wheels. And when you're working remotely, you might tend to just, you know, hunger down and try to figure something out where if you were in a typical office situation where you had someone right next to you, the next office or the next cubicle, you could say, what do I do about this? You know, that that I think is is missing and it's up to the person doing the work to be vocal, you know, speak up. You don't be afraid to ask the dumb question, ask any question. It's how you're going to learn and progress in your career because people can't see your body language. They can't see maybe today that you're not feeling well, you know, maybe you had a rough night or all of those body language signs are missing. So it, and they, they can't read your mind. So be sure to ask your supervisors, your managers, uh, the partners you're working for, ask questions, never hesitate.
And are there any other ways you think professionals in 2022 can really set themselves up for success? Uh, you know, like we've been talking about, obviously, remote and hybrid. Um, it's definitely becoming more normal, um, more expected for a lot of companies. Uh, anything that professionals can do to, you know, further their careers next year? Boy, it's a... Um... It's it's really a, a tough environment right now. I, I think I worry about you know I worry about school children how they've missed out, and I think young professionals have missed out on some of that very uh, beginning foundational development that that you need to succeed. So uh, I would recommend that you you know if you can go to the office, go to the office. If it's just one day a week. You know, a lot of my clients, um, they have all kinds of different arrangements. One firm I work with, they want everybody in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and work remotely on Monday and Friday. And that's worked really well for them because they do see each other. You know, they, um, and right now, of course, masking is still in play. It's coming back into play even strongly with all these variants that we're having. But it's, I think, if you possibly can be physically in the office a couple days a week, unless you're in a lot of them are in another state, so that wouldn't work. But if you can, I think if you can somehow get some face to face interaction and again, asking those questions via Zoom or the software you have that you can just pop up a chat box and ask a question, because I have go by the old saying out of sight, out of mind. You've probably heard that over the years. If you don't see something, if you don't see someone, you don't think about it. You don't, you don't anticipate that they're struggling. You just don't know. So I think both ways, encouragement from the firm management to uh, if you can come in one day a week or two days a week, that would be great. Uh, if you wanna work from home, I, I think managing remote employees, we have to up our game on that. Uh, it's individualized somewhat, but it's, again, it's a job, you know, you are, it's a job. So you do should have certain hours that you work. Do you have small children at home? You know, one of my good friends, she babysits for her grandchildren because the mom and dad both are working remotely at home but she babysits and they're off in their offices quiet and so that they're not interrupted because they work for, um, I'm here in Dayton, Ohio, they work for the Air Force Base, right? Patterson Air Force Base, huge employer here. They're working remotely and they expect production, you know? So I think we can learn from other businesses how they're doing it and bring that into the CPA profession because we're a profession built on trust. We trust that you're working from home, but yet there has to be some parameters, I believe. That's just my personal opinion. And we've talked a lot about working remotely and how that can impact um, staff culture in an organization. Are there any other areas that you think businesses and individuals need to be aware of for 2022? Well, I think uh, a topic I'm hearing right now, Jessica, and I don't know if uh, the State Society has been tuned into this, is, you know, when I go to the grocery, I'm in sticker shock. 
you know, everything, prices are going up, restaurants, you know, if you want a steak dinner at a restaurant, it's probably almost tripled what it would have cost you in 2019. So what are CPAs gonna do about their billings, about their invoices, about their rates, about the, the fixed price agreements that they'll be renegotiating? Are you going to raise your rates and how much? And, and again, to me, the maybe the old standard model for CPA firms is gonna to have to be tweaked where what percent goes to the bottom line? We have to spend more now for talent and for technology. I think that is a big challenge facing all firms going into 2022 and beyond. And what would you say are some things that businesses maybe need to stop doing in 2022, things that they need to leave behind? Well, the classic one, of course, is the billable hour. You know, and firms are still struggling with that. Um, many firms have made the leap to a fixed price agreements. Uh, CPAs really need to, to think about that. How are we going to get there? So many firms haven't even, we're sticking with the billable hour no matter what, but I think that is going to change. It's, it's just our culture is changing. People don't want to pay you by the hour. You know, clients, what do clients expect? They want to know a price. What's this going to cost me? So they can budget. So I think that long time challenge is going to be pushing into the CPA profession even harder on how do we actually bill our clients? What, what, is our, what does our menu look like? How do we price it? And, and in addition to that, I think the business model of an accounting firm is gonna to have to change. I mean, I think there's some big shakeups coming down the road. Are we always gonna have ownership the way we have ownership now? Is it always gonna be, if you wanna stay independent, younger people, buying out, retiring people. I mean, younger people are very business savvy. Do they wanna take on that big debt? And if that's not gonna work, then how do we change the model? And I, I don't have the answer to that right away, but I think that is going to evolve more rapidly than we ever thought it would. And I, I think that the business model is, is gonna to have to I don't know, reinvent itself. And Rita, you've made a lot of good points. What advice would you give professionals who are listening right now for 2022? Talk to others. You know, we've been, we haven't been to as many conferences. We've been on, uh, you know, remote conferences. Uh, we did go back. I know the AICPA had some, some good conferences this year, but I think the in-person attendance is not near what it used to be. Um, get involved in your state society. You know, try, try to get in touch with people again. Uh, see what others are doing. Benchmark yourself. Make those connections. I think we've lost a lot of those outside connections over the last 18 months. Um, our firm associations and state societies and haven't had in-person meetings. And as that starts to come back, into reality that we can do those, get involved, learn from others, reach out to your state society to learn what other firms are doing. Um, 
look to the future, you know, partners, have your retreats, have a facilitator so that you bring in some outside knowledge, because I think we've been so focused on keeping our firms running. We haven't been maybe keeping pace with what others are doing and are we lagging behind or are we a leader? You know, I see, I talk to firms of all sizes. So I see some that are very progressive and some that are still asking me questions that I actually heard 35 years ago, Jessica, really. It's, it's just the profession has changed so slowly that maybe it's enabled me to stick around so long because they have changed so slowly. But there are firms changing very rapidly, and I think they're going to set the pace, and we need to be aware of what they're doing. And no better way than to get involved in your state society for uh, firm leaders is look at your uh, benefits, your employee benefits. Are you keeping pace in that area? So many firms now, of course, flexibility has always been a benefit and even more so now and has been getting more, we're more flexible than we ever were. But what other benefits are you providing that maybe young people, uh, even experienced people need? Uh, are you providing enough continuing education? Do you have a uh, are your holidays keeping pace with what people want off your PTO? A uh, couple firms I know are, are closing between Christmas and New Year's this year. When I was working in my firm, that would have been a big, big deal because there's a lot of year-end stuff that goes right down to the wire. So to close that between the holidays, employees love it, but leaders and owners worry about it. Can you train your clients? Training clients is another big issue you need to face going into 2022. Those clients that hold you hostage at the last minute, you should outplace. And again, that's another thing firms are doing. They are taking that lower level, I call them D-level clients, and letting them go because it's hard on the staff. We don't have enough people. Uh, firms are concerned they can't give it quality service that they used to give because they don't have enough people. So the answer in many cases is what level of clients needs to be with another firm. So that that's some look at employee benefits because when you have clients that abuse your team by being habitually late, that's where you're going to lose people. So keep an eye on, on the health of your people and are they happy and just uh, Keep your ear to the ground, so to speak, because a lot of leaders are working from home and they're disconnected too. You know, people don't, the young people don't have that connection with the owners that they have when they were in the office. So it's good for the owners to stay connected as well as helping the younger people stay connected. It goes both ways. Thank you to Rita for joining us to talk more about how CPAs and firm leaders can succeed in 2022. What goals do you plan to achieve next year? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com or anything else you'd like to hear on the state of business. And don't forget to follow us wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.